Funkantenne. Heimatklänge. Hello, uh, Lars Taylor uh, of Why She Sleeps. Thank you so much for taking time. It's really a pleasure. I was uh, looking forward to it. Um, how's your day been so far? Um, pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. Not not too stressful. I'm getting ready to uh, move house. So we're just kind of like clearing stuff up and getting all the paperwork sorted out. So yeah, it's an exciting time for us. Maybe a new start, a new chapter in a new house. So that's cool. But, oh, you're um, moving the- away from Sheffield? Uh, no, still within the still within the Sheffield area, just a new house. But yeah, it's cool. It overlooks a castle, so we're really excited. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know the thing about Sheffield is there's so many great bands coming from that area. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. there's uh, Def Leppard, Bring Me the Horizon, you guys, While She Sleeps. Um, <laughs> I was always wondering how come, like, what's in your water, guys? <laughs> yeah, I know a, a few people ask that. I think it's just. Um, like, I think Sheffield in general has just got a good, like, music scene. I think it's got a lot of different cultures within it. I think we have a lot of cool bars, venues um, that, that sort of house a lot of, that, like, a big variety of different genres of music and, and different things are happening. So I think it's just just a good spot, really, for sort of getting into it initially and then just sort of exploring different sounds and, and on different nights and things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... I always think that it's because it's so grey and rainy here that um, we just basically lock ourselves in rooms and play music, and that's why that's why we have a lot of bands out of the UK. But um, but yeah, I, who knows? But yeah, it's uh, it's a good hub for uh, for a lot of different cultures and a lot of different sort of events and music. So maybe that's it. Yeah, I once stopped by, I think it was by train or something. I just had to uh, switch trains. So I was like, oh, I really want to like stay here in Sheffield and explore it a little bit more. Maybe next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool city for sure. It's really nice because you have, um, you, you've got the, the main city, which is obviously very urban, but then like you only have to go sort of 15 minutes drive away and you're in like really, really beautiful sort of mountainous areas. So it, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Sounds really great. Um, and how are you holding up with all the corona thingy? Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, um, everyone's sick to death of hearing about it, right? Like probably yeah. by now. But, you know, the, the way that everything's panned out for our band, we've been really, really lucky in terms of the schedule that we've that we've sort of gone through. We did a lot of touring just before the pandemic hit, so we we were kind of scheduled to be writing and recording in this time anyway. Um, so, yeah, we've been really lucky with how things have sort of fallen into place during the pandemic for us. And, um, yeah, for me, it's about, you know, it's not necessarily about the end goal. I think that, you know, a, so many people have been through such a difficult time during the pandemic. And I think that it only gets even harder when you start focusing on when will it end. For for myself, it's just been about the smaller victories, you know, trying to stay fit and healthy mm-hmm. and doing a lot of exercise and just focusing really like week to week on on like, you know, the small victories that you achieve in a week rather than getting to the end of the whole thing, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it's cool um, because you just said um, that you were actually planning on uh, writing the record during this time anyway, so that's quite handy for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like I say, it's worked out really well. Yeah, Um, but the record is already out. You released Sleep's Society mid-April, actually. Um, I love the record. I think it's typical uh, of why she sleeps. You know, you you still it's still your sound. Like you can always hear when it's a why she sleeps sound, and it's really impressive. But you're still (laughs) developing a sound, so that's that's really cool. Um, But the thing is about Sleep Society, um, it's not just um, it's not just a title. 
Uh, yeah. Can you tell me anything more about that, please? Yeah, definitely. So basically, you know, we we felt over the years, you know, with having like different managements and different labels and just the way that the industry is going um, in general, um, mixed with the fact that, you know, 95% of album sales now are sort of streamed rather than physically purchased, you know. So it's it's turning into quite a difficult place for sort of bands in sort of our genres, if you like. So bands in like punk rock, metal, hardcore, you know, emo, like whatever you want to call it. Um, it can be quite difficult to sort of be the lifeblood of, of like your country's music scenes, but still with the demand being there, but still sort of not, you know, you're working so hard to keep your sort of head above water, if you like, in terms of how much sort of revenue you can make from the way that streaming goes. So it can be a very difficult sort of thing to balance, you know, balance the demand with with sort of the revenue coming in. So we wanted to do something that sort of really helped us sustain our careers, if you like, and really helped, you know, deliver a product um, to our fan base that was kind of like directly from the band straight to the fans and vice versa. We did a bit of this with a, um, a, a, rec a couple of records ago with, with You Are We. I um, love that, that record. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That was the first time we like sort of stepped out independently and, and let our fans know that you know we're going to be uh, running the campaign through a pledge um, sort of through a pledge campaign, which is crowdfunding, and that was one of our most successful record launches, and and was really amazing how many people really got behind us, and and like it kind of showed us how many people did give a fuck about while she sleeps, you know that you can sometimes be living in a bit of a bubble of like, you know management and labels and stuff blowing smoke up your ass and kind of just saying that you're you're awesome and you know you can live in that bubble and not really know you know you know how it's going on the outside so mm -hmm. we kind of took what we learned from the ure record the crowdfunding how, how much people got behind us and how successful the record was and we wanted to bring that to the forefront of this campaign but in a completely different way so almost like what we did with ure and the crowdfunding but like on a more sustainable level. So that's kind of what we did. And we kind of named it the Sleep Society and then it's kind of fueled by Patreon, which is a subscription-based platform. And basically, you know, we go above and beyond to make sure anyone subscribing to, to the Sleep Society gets so many extra benefits in return for sort of digging a little deeper, if you like, and supporting our band in this way. Um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing so far. It's proven to be like, it is sustainable. I think the model that we've kind of created um, is adaptable, but also could work for a lot of different bands in different situations, like whether that is up and coming artists or whether that's established artists as well. I think that there's something we can learn from, from the While She Sleeps way of, of doing this sort of pledge campaign, um, Patreon sort of subscription campaign. Um, and hopefully, you know, we've already heard of a few bands taking that on and um, working in this way. And I think it's just nice for the fan base to be able to support a band directly and know that mm -hmm. there isn't sort of outside companies sort of taking sort of taking from the pot, if you like. And, and, and it does let our fan base know that, yes, this is the way that you can help us sustain our careers and we'll deliver like as much more stuff to you as we can, you know, like going above and beyond to make sure you know, there's tutorials in there. There's all sorts of learning about different things, whether that's band management or videography or photography, as well as extra, like, like tons of extra behind the scenes content and like little perks, like, like free, like um, little freebies that come in the post and competitions and drops of merchandise. So there's loads going on. And I think so far, 
it feels like it's a very positive thing. Everyone involved in the Sleep Society feels like they're getting tons out of it. Um, and like I say, it just helps us sustain it. It means that we don't have to just be a glorified clothing line. It means we can actually focus on what's important, and that is delivering music to our fan base. So, yeah, it's, it's been wicked so far, and that kind of quickly, in a nutshell, is what we're trying to do. <laughs> it sounds really amazing. Also, when I read about it, that you were going to do it like this, I thought, like, yeah. that is really your while she sleeps way because you were always like pretty close to your fans right and yeah yeah i feel like for fans this is also what they what they want and what they need to i don't know stay in touch with with your idols with your rock stars with the music you listen every day to so it's really really yeah. cool uh, i really Thanks like so it have there have there already um been bands approaching you for help how to do it Yeah, there's been a few different bands that have approached us saying that like we've taken your model and we're trying to work in, in mm -hmm. the same way, if you like. And and yeah, just obviously I think that, like you say, it, it's sort of in keeping with While She Sleeps message and what we've always done in a kind of like punk rock kind of DIY sort of ethic way. Yeah. We've always wanted to step away from management and get to a point where, you know, we're kind of running things ourselves. And Like I think the main thing to remember is like we're not trying to say that all management and labels and people in the industry are bad. It, it's bad because it's not. You know, yeah. people have. There's been amazing people that have helped us along the way, but I do feel like there has to be a bit of balance restored somewhere in in how how things are playing out in terms of streaming and and how many you know how many different sort of govern not governing bodies, but how many different corporations you have working with your band, if you like. Mm -hmm. Um. Because, yeah, we need to restore some balance. And we do think this is a good model. And bands are already taking it on board and, and trying to work in that way and, and finding it, like, successful. So maybe there's something in there that more and more bands can sort of work in this way. And then that it kind of turns onto the fan base there, like how they want to support their favorite bands and who they yeah. choose to support maybe that month or that week. So it's interesting. But, you know, for us at the moment, it's worked, it's worked really well. And we're stoked with how things are going with it. So, yeah. It's cool. really cool. I'm really a fan of that approach. I think it's really, really cool. Great. Um, the but there's also a, a little downside to it, um, because because you decided um, to distribute it independently, um, yeah. it means that you would not be chart eligible. Yeah, but, that's right. So so this means um, your sales would not be uh, chart eligible. You don't have a chart position, but you would have been uh, in the top four, which would have been your highest chart position ever. Um, yeah. So that is the downside. Um, would you do it like this again? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that the message that we're trying to give out is, it, you know, it's it's not always about... You know, it's almost like like sometimes when you win awards for certain things and, or like get reviews on your on your songs or live shows or records, it's kind of like one person's outlook at what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of felt like along the way at, at times, it's not really fairly judged. You know, we, we sold enough records to, 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 if we were chart eligible, be charting at number four. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of hypocritical for us to be focusing on how chart eligible we are and how like streaming and sales go into that chart, you know, that chart position. But then also in the other hand, you know, be trying to sustain a career in a way that doesn't really reflect on streaming as like a, a necessarily like a hugely positive thing. So I think for us, it was about like purposefully not chart, purposefully not charting with, with our record because it stands firmly by, 
our beliefs and how we're trying to address the situation moving forward. So I mm-hmm. think that was that was the thinking behind it. And it meant, yeah, it meant that we could like bring more of our crew back into the distribution of the record and things like that as well. Like it all comes down to sort of where you're distributing it from and and if and if they have the means to make the counting be chart eligible. So it was a big, you know, it, there was lots of different things that went into it. And we kind of just decided that it would be quite hypocritical if we were like sort of talking about like, oh, we're going to chart and like make sure you buy your record because it's going to get into the charts, but then also be sort of trying to stand firmly, um, not against streaming, but like trying to find a way to balance this whole thing out, you know? So yeah, yeah it, it was a decision we made. And like, we're, we're incredibly stoked with how like, how the record sales have been. It's, we've had such a, a crazy response to this new record. And like, it's kind of, you know, every time you release a record, you kind of w- want it to go well, but it kind of taken us by surprise how well it has gone down and, and like yeah. how, how like, how yeah, just, just how people have received it. It's, it's been really positive and uh, we're stoked on it. So cool. Um, well, but also um, for the for the release, you also put up some stores uh, for your fans yeah. to come by. Um, like I said, it's really personal with you and your fans. So that is really cool. I was always wondering, though, how did that work out with all the uh, Corona rules? Yeah. So again, like like I said earlier, we've been so lucky with how this has all fallen into place for us. Yeah. So basically on the release, the day that the re- record was supposed to come out, basically a couple of weeks before, the, the UK government was saying, like, we, you know, we're going to try and lift the restrictions um, on I can't remember exactly what day it was, but it was yeah. it was a record coming out. It was kind of like a week or so after, or, or like maybe even that that weekend. I don't know. My heads are shared. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so that really fell into place. So as soon as we got that news, we were like, we can actually do something surrounding the record. So mm. the UK government was saying you're allowed to open shops and stuff again. So yeah, so it kind of yeah fell into place and we opened some pop-up stores where we could see our fans and like sign stuff for them and they could come and pick up like a record or, or, you know, a bit of merchandise or whatever. And and yeah, just give everyone a bit of FaceTime and a bit of, you know, we've kind of been hidden away writing a record and not playing any shows, (coughs) excuse me, not playing any shows. It's kind of like, are we really, are we still a band? You know, (laughs) what's going on? Um, (coughs) Excuse me. And um, yeah, so it was awesome to get some FaceTime with our fans and talk about the record and, you know, see which songs they were enjoying and, and yeah, just, just see people again and, and yeah, sign their, sign their stuff and uh, hang out. So yeah, it was really great that that fell into place for us. So we've been very lucky. Yeah, a lot we- of people, um, there's been, I was speaking to um, Ben from Neck Deep and my <laughs> friend uh, Kennedy from Bleed From Within, and they've both put out records like during the pandemic. And they were saying like how frustrating it's been to put out a record so early on in the pandemic, you know, and not be able to tour it or support yeah. or anything. But they were saying it feels like a lot of work and not much play, to be honest. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. So, I see. Um, so we've been really lucky with how things have fallen into place for us, so we really can't grumble. It's been it's been awesome. That's very cool. Oh, I wish I could have been there, like, at the stores. That would, be, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk a bit more about um, the content of uh, Sleep Society, of your new record, yeah. um, because you you have a really strong lyric writing. I really love your lyrics. Um, one of my favorites is from uh, Antisocial from 2018, I think it was. It says, yeah. uh, do you want the truth or do you want to assume it? 
I yeah. just love that message. And then also you have <laughs> su such great lyrics in your new um, in your new stuff and your new songs. Like you're entitled mm -hmm. to a voice, uh, so let me hear it. Um, yeah. Your lyrics just stick and really make you think um, and question things in life. How important is it for you to always bring across a message? Well, yeah, I think you know, it's easy to say, oh, let's, let's just make an, an easygoing song, but you always seem to have a message. Yeah, I think, I think that it's like the passion of where we come from that kind of drives the message. Um, when we were like, when I first joined While She Sleeps in 2009 mm. um, in the UK, like death metal was really, really like, like everyone was into death metal. And at that time it was kind of like, I loved it too. And, and I was listening into it and there was so much, there was so much cool music going on. But at the same time, I kind of felt like it didn't really sort of the lyrical content didn't always resonate with me. And I wanted like, as, as a band, I think we made the conscious decision to try and talk about things that we personally had experienced, you know, like rather than severing people's heads and like all this sort of death metal stuff, we were kind of wanted to speak about like just genuine personal experiences that we've had. So since You know, since our first EP, The North Stands for Nothing, we've kind of kept that theme going through and we kind of talk about our governments and sort of ever so slightly come across in like a political way. But then also like talking about like relationships that we've had and experiences that we've had um, just in our lives and and also trying to trying to understand that like not everything can go the way you want it to. And sometimes the world feels very like fucked up, but also we may as well celebrate that fact because we're all in this together. And I think that with all the themes that we go through, you know, I think the main, the main few things that we want to sort of, that we want to happen and to be reflected in a live show is like the community vibe surrounding, surrounding like rock and metal and like the, the unity that we feel like, you know, together we, we're a lot stronger, uh, you know, rather than being separated. And I feel like, It's quite easy to feel like our governments don't have that sort of <laughs> in their minds as like, um, yeah, it's not at the top of their priority list. So, it, you know, we talk about a lot of different things. And, and um, I think it's amazing that our fan base is like of like minded people that can relate to what we're saying. And I feel like genuinely at our live shows, there is this huge feeling of unity. And oh, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and our fan base just just connects with what we're trying to say. I think as well as the things that we kind of want to talk about in a record, it's very important for us to um, keep the lyric, the lyrics sort of open to interpretation. Yeah. So like what, what it might mean for me or, or yourself, it might mean something completely different for someone else. So it's very important for us to have that like poetic license to when we're writing. Um, I think Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters said something like, um, the best thing about like being able to sing lyrics to his fan base and his crowds are like, he could sing it to thousands. He could sing the words that mean something to him um, to thousands and thousands of different people, but the same lyrics could mean thousands of different things to the fans that are at the show. So it's, it's yeah. really cool to have that, like that crossover and people be able to take from it what, you know, what's important for them. Like that's the main goal for us. Um, so yeah, it's uh It's an ongoing process. I think with this record, Sleep Society, we actually talk a bit more from a, an inward perspective as opposed to sort of um, an outward sort of blame on the way things are going. Um, mm -hmm. But like I said, it's always about coming together. And I think at the end of all our messages, we want people to understand they're not alone in this journey. Um, we're there too. And, um, and to be united in, in uh, 
sometimes the the shit show that you feel like is uh, is life. But um, but yeah, it's awesome that uh, we can relate to people for sure. Absolutely, and I think I mean that is the best message, right? To feel like united, um, yeah. and that is definitely the case in your in your fan base, um, which I count myself in because I've been to many of your shows. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, I've seen you uh, tumbling down like uh, head, uh, you know, upside down and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> climbing somewhere around. Um, anyway, uh, back to your songwriting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so your uh, social, uh, socio-critical songs and also your political songs, have there, um, has there been any, any song where you said, oh, that was in the past, I wish I could change that? Um, not really, you know. I feel like every time you write a record or like you're trying to write lyrics, it's, you know, for me personally, it's not always easy to sort of get out a pen and actually try and write what I'm feeling. Um, I find it easier to write like metaphors that can can relate to a few different situations. It's quite yeah. interesting sometimes. You can write like we've written lyrics about sort of Brexit before, mm-hmm. and it's quite interesting to see how the 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 relationship that of us talking about Brexit can actually relate to other things. So you might write something down that sounds to you like you're talking about that, but someone else can take a completely different meaning from it. And I think that's always been quite fascinating how you know, how other people interpret what you're trying to say, even though you might have a theme for it. And um, there's not really been any lyrics that like, I, I, you know, I've said something, oh, I wish I didn't say it. Um, I think that albums are just like a time capsule. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it's kind of how you're feeling and what you feel like you need to say at that point. Um, so yeah, no regrets in terms of lyrics, but... Um, That's good. But, you know, <laughs> process. I think, I feel like... Um, I feel like with every record as a band and as a group of five like friends and musicians and writers, we like, I feel like we do improve. I feel like our songwriting and our message is, 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 is staying like kind of similar. Like you said, I don't think we're losing any of our, like our sound or like, like sort of letting go of the roots of what While She Sleeps is. But I feel like we are progressing in a way that, you know, doesn't alienate our fan base. I think we're progressing yeah. in a way where we're, we're staying exciting for our fan base We still sound like while she sleeps, but we also get to experiment with other sounds. Exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah it, ch- it changes album to album. But for, for us, like, we don't want to be the band to write the same record twice. We want to change, like, our, our writing a little bit in style, like, every album. And we just feel like it keeps our fan base on its toes, you know, something excited to look forward to, like, what will they do next? What will, what will it, what sounds will they sort of pull out? Um, and... Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that like keeps us exciting for all, for everyone listening, you know. Well, I think so. I definitely think so. <laughs> um, on this new record, um, Sleep Society, and um, you have 11 new tracks. Um, the yeah. last two are very special and also very different. Um, so yeah. the track Call of the Void is featuring Sleep Society. Um, yeah. so it's actually with your fans, with the Sleep Society. Um, yeah. how did that come about? Um, well, this song in particular, Call of the Void, like I've, it's the most clean vocals I've ever done on a track personally. So I yeah. kind of love this track for that reason. I've been working on my voice for years. I've been in and out of throat surgeries, um, as you probably know, and, yeah. and trying to, you know, trying to find a balance in lifestyle and technique and living healthy and, you know, and, and trying to just work on the voice. So I'm pretty proud of that song just because like, I enjoy my, I enjoy hearing my voice clean rather than just constantly screaming and I don't want to be like a one trick pony where I can only scream and that's all I can do. So 
it's a really cool song for me. And the idea about getting the Sleep Society involved was just that, you know, just all, almost like a bit of gratitude towards all those guys that are like, like I said earlier, digging a bit deeper to support this band and, and that love the, love the band as much as we do. Um, but also, you know, it's something a bit different. We've never done it before where we've just asked uh, uh, like a, a select few of our fan base to like just record some vocals and send it in. So just as the idea, we, we thought it was a, like a really special idea. So basically the lyrics that we got the Sleep Society to sing were lyrics from Crows, which is the first song that we wrote together as the mm -hmm. band as a lineup now. So it kind of goes full circle in that way that the Sleep Society members are singing the words that we wrote sort of 10, 12 years ago or something. Um, so it's, it's, it has a really nice feel to it. And we wanted to do something a bit different and, and get the Sleep Society involved. And yeah, that was kind of the idea behind it. I think it, it came out really well. Yeah, it definitely did. And also, uh, then you can see there's nothing just by accident in While She Sleeps. Everything is fought through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's all like hidden meanings and, and like fun things going on with our records. So like anyone that's listened in the past, you know, can hear can hear bits that have, that have you know, been in our records. So it, it's yeah. cool. It's like, I think people call them like Easter eggs, you know, when there's like something something a bit weird or something a bit yeah. special like, yeah. that relates to something else. Yeah. So it's yeah. cool to have those like hidden meanings and um, yeah, we felt like it was really special. Definitely. Absolutely. And also um, coming back to you saying um, using your, your voice um, more clean in, in this song. Yeah. Um, there's one quote that uh, the, uh, the singer of Cane Hill once said, if you can scream like the devil, there's a big chance that you can sing like an angel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think so. I, th I think, you know, it's, it's that classic thing. It's like, you know, when people don't really understand rock and metal and they yeah. just think it's a lot of shouting, there's, it's, it's so much more than that. There's a lot, there's a lot of technique and work that goes into like making, you know, trying to make it sound good and not just shouting, you know? So, right. um, so yeah, I think, I think, you know, if you can, if you can scream, you've, you've probably got a good grasp of, of how to sing. Absolutely. Um, That's what I always tell the people. Like, it's I'm more than listening. just screaming. <laughs> Listen to it. They're actually saying words. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm definitely still working on it. But, um, yeah, hopefully I'm improving. <laughs> but on the last track, um, you're actually seven minutes just talking, <laughs> which is very yeah, special yeah. as well, because yeah. it's you guys directly speaking to the fans. Uh, it is... Um, a little bit alienating for a, you know, for a record, I think. Um, okay. in, well, not alienating, but it's very different. Like, yeah. I, I don't know a band who did that like this. Yeah. I think it's very special. Also, it, it, it just really fits to the whole record. <laughs> um, was there any, any point where you said, I've, this might be too much, let's not do it? Or was it clear for everybody of you that's like, okay, let's do this. Let's just talk seven minutes straight to uh, our fans on the record. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, there was definitely a little bit of, uh, um, a little bit of doubt. But the thing is, like, th there's so much attention to detail in While She Sleeps where, like, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about stuff for hours, you know, like whether it's the right or wrong thing to do or we'll have to try it out before we know. Mm -hmm. um, and at first, I personally was a little bit skeptical, I have to say. Okay. Um, but just because, like you say, it is, it is a little bit different. I didn't yeah. know if people were going to, like, be into it. But I think from, you know, just the response from the record, I think people are very much into it. They think it's a very special thing. 
Um, so, you know, initially I was wrong. And now that it's out there and, and there was, people have responded well to it, I kind of see it in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, basically, the idea came from when, when people used to buy more physical copies, like for myself anyway, I would like get a CD um, bring it home from the, like the record store or whatever, and then put it on. And then, if I was really enjoying it, I'd be reading through the lyrics and stuff. And and yeah. like, and then you'd eventually get to the back of the booklet when the album was over, and it and it gave like a thanks. It'd be a written thanks that there was there for people to read. Yeah. So, so with physical copies not being as popular now, and and just everybody streaming music, we felt like it was a way to still give that gratitude and that thanks to our fan base and give some some context to what we we're trying to trying to do with the record but in a way where it wouldn't just be looked over like people will we're going to listen in and and hear us you know being grateful that we can continue this journey and being grateful to anyone out there you know even outside of the sleep society specifically like anyone that's coming to see us at a live show or or stopping by at a festival to watch us or buying a t-shirt or buying the record you know from wherever like it's all very special to us and, and we very much appreciate the opportunity to continue you know, continue being a band and we're, we're stoked that people like to listen to us. Like sometimes for me, I'm like, people like to listen to that, what, what I do. Like it blows my mind. Um, and yeah. yeah, so it was just a way to show gratitude, but say our thanks and hopefully reach everybody with this like time capsule that sort of will always be there of us saying, we, we really appreciate and don't take for granted the opportunity that we have to, to tour the world and, and be in a band. So, I yeah, love that. Was, that. I absolutely love that because it is, it's like you said, you know, if, when you're just, or if you're streaming uh, the whole record, you, there, there is no, I don't know, there's nothing, there's no special website where you just, yeah, uh, just drop the thanks there. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. I really love that. Cool. Uh, but you also have um, some very special guests uh, on the record. You've got um, yeah. Sam Neil of Niffy Claro. You've got yeah. uh, Derek Wibley of uh, Sum 41. Um, yeah. How did these two songs come about and how was it to work with them? Both songs, we, we had the ideas to get both of the, the guest spots involved on these two songs, sort of in the demo stages of, of the record. Um, we sort of had Nervous as a demo and it kind of fallen back into sort of the Dropbox, if you like, or wherever the oh, songs yeah. were. And we were like listening back, to sort of, <laughs> yeah, listening back to like demos that we'd written and what we were going to bring to bring to this to this record. Um, like I remember just going through the songs and then hearing "Nervous" and being like in a quite a weird like in a weird state myself, you know, like a bit low and feeling like feeling a bit down and out. And then I heard "Nervous" and and I would message the guy straight away and I was like, "People need to hear this song." Mm -hmm. um, and this so when did like, you actually write it? This the first like, time? Sean kind of wrote a lot of the song sort of by himself. And I feel like for Sean, it was a song that really needed to sort of come out of him. Um, and then it was just sat, sat in like a Dropbox for like a couple of weeks, a couple of months, like nothing crazy. Like it wasn't okay. written like years ago. It was, okay. written, like, it was written like quite recently, okay. like, re like really. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I remember like texting the guys being like, like this song needs to be heard by people. I feel like it's a very important song. And then almost like as the pandemic, as we were sort of working on Nervous as a song and as the pandemic got like, like lockdowns and restrictions were going on for more and more time, it came, it became more and more apparent that like this, this song could be an important song for a lot of people. So then, you know, what went alongside the song is like the, 
you know, the mental well-being and, and wanting to support people in that way. Uh, again, to, to let people know, like, we want people to open up and be able to talk to each other about their sort of their mental health and, and how just genuinely like how people are feeling. Um, it can be quite a difficult thing, especially, I think, for for males in where we're from in the UK. It's a bit yeah. more like, you know, it's a bit more like shut up and get on with it. You know what I mean? Especially mm -hmm. from like a, a, an English old school mindset as well. So I think that with this song, we wanted to, you know, just reach out to everybody and just sort of address the mental health and well-being side of things, raise a bit of awareness, try and try and like bring down the stigmas that are attached to that and, and just really sort of hopefully open people up to, to being more open and honest about how they're feeling. So there was all these different things. It was like, it was a song Sean like needed to write at the time that he, he wrote it. Um, for me, I was hearing it and I was like, people need to hear this song. The pandemic was happening um, and, and it was such an anthemic song. We, we felt like it could be a bit of an anthem for now, you know, like mm -hmm. what people are going through and to, to help people realize they're not alone in this. I personally lost a close friend of mine to suicide during the first lockdown. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and it, it's all good, but it was a huge shock. And again, this just reiterates the whole, you know, the whole message behind this song. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the idea rolling into it. And then we just kind of got talking about, you know, like if anyone could guest on it, it's the most sort of, it's one of the more anthemic songs we've ever written. You know, like it'd be great if we had a guest that could like, that, I don't know, just come in and enhance it some more and get involved. And, and we heard that Simon from Biffy Clyro, um, was really into the band and we heard this a few years previously and it just felt like this song would be the perfect opportunity to ask if he'd want to get involved. So that's kind of how it went down, you know, from, from demo stage to, to actually getting Simon to guest on the song. And he, Simon from Biffy Claro was such a positive guy. Um, he came with such awesome energy, you know, he, he was saying he loves the band and then he heard the demo and liked the song. And we kind of just said, look, just, just get in the studio and have a go. And, and, you know, just sort of, just sort of, yeah, play around with the song a little bit. And we pretty much kept in everything he put in. Like he came back with such cool ideas and yeah, we loved having Simon involved. Um, such a humble guy for, for how huge his band is. Um, so friendly and, and great to work with. So yeah, an amazing journey with the song and, and you know, it's getting, it's getting some huge sort of radio play over here in the UK at the moment, which again is, is awesome considering, you know, like the message with the song is so important and, and people right. are hearing it more and more. So the whole journey with that's been really special. And, and I think that Simon did an awesome job as well on, on uh, the guest spot. So that was cool. Um, so a, sim <laughs> a similar thing with Sum 41, really. I've been a fan since Sum 41, fan of Sum 41 since I was sort of, you know, a kid, I remember skateboarding down to my local record store, literally, yeah. <laughs> and picking up a copy of All Killer, No Filler. Um, and I think that's the case for everyone in Sleeps. Like, we've all been fans of Sum 41. We've all, we've always had, like, a punk rock edge to the band. It's not always just been metal. There's also some, like, punk in there. So, again, like, reached out to Derek, and, and at the time he was like, I'm not going to be able to get involved because I've got too many family commitments. And we were like, all right, no worries. <laughs> Um, and then he, like we said, we'll, we'll, we'll tidy the demo up and we'll send it anyway. And if you're into it, you know, let us know. And then he came back sort of a month after saying he, he like absolutely loved uh, the demo for No Defeat for the Brave. And, and he was um, really into getting involved. So again, we were stoked. It's a bit like a, for, for us guys as like being like UK sort of young rockers, it was a bit of a tick the box moment to have Derek from Sum 41 involved in, in one of our songs. Um, yeah. So, so 
two amazing guests. And what I think is like really important about the guest spots for us is that it would be quite easy for us to get um, mm-hmm. like metalcore singers to be involved in our songs because we're like kind of a metalcore band. Yeah. But um, but I think we've kind of gone out of the box a little bit and brought to brought something a little bit different to the table. And I think that's made it a, a lot more interesting for people to hear rather than, you know, sort of another guy from from a, a metalcore band. So I think it's, you know, it's showing some diversity. And, and uh, yeah, again, I think both guys did awesome jobs on the songs. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. <laughs> um, so uh, Derek Whibley uh, is, off the, is off the list. Um, Simon Neal as well. Who else is on the list? Um, I'm not going to say who's on the list. We, um, we've, spoken, <laughs> we've spoken to a couple of like really cool front men and, and guys mm-hmm. like uh, guys and girls that might get involved. But if I tell you now, it's not going to be a surprise for any future records. So I'm going to keep that one quiet. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll do some more. And um, yeah, it might be a nice surprise for anyone out there that's listening for for new for new sleep stuff. So yeah. okay, but is the is the um, collab is it still in like the rock area or is it like from a completely different genre or give uh, us a little hint, please? Um, <laughs> I think you know I think while she sleeps is kind of open to whoever would come on board. Yeah, um, I, for us it wouldn't have to be a, like another rock singer or metal singer. It could be. It could be a pop act. It could be anybody. So yeah, mm. we've we've had a couple of, of people like that we've spoken to in the past that we couldn't make happen this time, but it might be something for the future. So yeah, watch this space, I guess. All right. Well, we're really excited to hear about that then, <laughs> when the time is uh, is right. Um, yeah, definitely. So uh, like I said before, um, you continue with your while she sleeps, um, uh, style your your sound but it's still you know developing and everything um yeah so just recently you uh, performed um, some songs live at made avail as well at yeah. the live lounge um yeah. so my question is which song um you are you most uh, looking forward to perform live in front of the audience like and i'm talking about like a festival audience or your own uh, yeah. crowd which one are um, you looking forward to the most to perform I think off the new record, Systematic mm-hmm. is the one that... I love I'm that. My favorite. <laughs> it seems to be like a, a very popular choice of our listeners. And yeah. I think it's just the energy of it just absolutely screams like mm-hmm. live sort of metal show. Mosh um, pits, here I come. <laughs> the, um, the feeling of the song for me sounds like you're in like a grungy sort of rock club or something and you kind of hear it coming in. Yeah, that, that one for me is just high energy, lots of screaming, lots of like, I can imagine us just running around. So yeah, we're stoked. And um, that's, that's definitely the one that I'm most looking forward to getting, getting to play live soon. Amazing. Me too. Like, like I said, like watch me in a mosh pit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, until uh, we or you guys are able to to play shows again and yeah. uh, we are able to see you again also over here in Germany um, yeah. are there any more live stream shows planned? Um, we definitely have been talking about like live stream shows and obviously with the pandemic it's been a, it's been a heavy conversation that we've been having um, we're in a bit of a, um, a limbo transition mm-hmm. now because um sort of things in the UK are kind of opening up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess we're, we're kind of just playing everything month, month to month at the moment. So we, we, we were in talks to definitely do something like that. But now things are opening up a little bit over here. We kind of, 
we're kind of hopeful that it might not be crazy amounts of time until we start touring again. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, it's definitely not off the cards, but it's something that it, we put a pin in for now, just, just well, so we can see how things are opening up. If it turns into a case of, um, we're not going to be able to come and see you guys over in Germany for like another year, then I think we'll definitely look at doing something maybe even like, specifically for certain like areas like you could do different countries at different times or whatever so yeah like Germany's up there with us like we absolutely love it out there and and love how much that the you know you guys are into your metal and stuff so for us it's it's you know we're like counting down the days till we can get back over and play for you guys but um yeah definitely like a live stream's definitely not off the cards but we're just going to see how the next sort of few weeks to months pan out all right. Well, keep us posted. We're counting to days. <laughs> no pressure, but just saying. <laughs> yeah. So are we. It's been too long already. I know. I know. It's been too long. Uh, well, then, thank you so much uh, for taking time. Uh, Lost Hey Love, While She Sleeps. It's been an absolute pleasure talking uh, to you. Um, congrats on the new album. It's it's just amazing. Like, what can I say? And uh, so all the best. Take care. Um, yeah, and you hope too. to see you soon. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see you at a show soon. Yes, yes. <lacht> das war's auch schon wieder mit einer neuen Folge der Heimatklänge auf Rockantenne. Wenn euch die Folge gefallen hat, schreibt uns gerne eure Meinung in die Bewertung und abonniert unseren Podcast, damit ihr auch garantiert keine Folge mehr der Rockantenne Heimatklänge verpasst. Klickt euch rein auf rockantenne.de slash podcasts und damit seid ihr dann ganz nah an euren Lieblingsbands aus der Heimat. Wir sagen muchas gracias und keep on rocking. Bis zum nächsten Mal bei den Rockantenne Heimatklängen.